Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. My favorite meal that you can get right now is the chili chili bang bang chicken. Go to the link in the description to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. It's the language of the universe. But I don't understand it. Welcome back everybody once again to another episode of the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we welcome you back to episode number 78, where today, contrary to a lot of science-y stuff that we mainly focus on, today we're going to be talking about some helpful tips, how to study math and physics, just knowing more some of our experience, what we've dealt with, what we've read through, some tips that we've got from upper years ourselves, from professors, stuff like that. And, you know, just how to hopefully advance in your science career. 100%. And we actually got this idea uh, for this episode from actually a couple of comments. One recent comment from our most recent episode. But uh, a lot of people have been DMing us, telling us, oh, you know, we're going to start first year in physics or I'm already doing physics like what do you guys do to study? How do you study better to do better on your exams and your courses and everything? So today we're going to hit you with all of our knowledge mm -hmm. on how to succeed in your math physics courses, how to study for your exams. And yeah, yeah, that's about it. Now, now let's talk about it for again, for those video video watchers of you out there, you must be on a wild ride every <laughs> yeah. single week, something new is up with the podcast we do have a couple things to yeah. mention yeah this week okay so first of all okay go for it we have brand new microphones we now have matching microphones yep um and these are like different kinds of my anyways i'm not gonna explain yeah, the whole no, details it's it's, but, it's cooler sound the sound quality is a lot better yep so we're basically just going up the ladder in the podcast game you know we're just getting better equipment again all the sponsors everything and just going straight into the podcast and well, it's providing stuff like this. So let's see where it's going to go. Very, very exciting stuff with this whole yeah. setup. So if you are listening to us anywhere, Apple, Podbean, Spotify especially, go on YouTube and check out this episode. Because you will not regret this new setup. It's definitely <laughs> really cool to watch. Also, so, yeah. one thing is that um, the camera quality... On this episode is actually a little bit worse than the last episode because yeah. the last episode we actually used like one of my actual cameras. Okay, we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't have to get into well, that. Well, I mean, though. whatever. Like, you know, we, we use a, we use sure. a camera. The, the files were gigantic. Yeah. So now yeah. we're using a webcam, yeah. you know, whatever. So like, I mean, we're going to be going up and down, you know, here and there. We're going to find the good middle ground for seeing really what is what works best for us in all ways. So we're going to start with this. Um, we're going to see where it goes. Definitely sticking with this setup for quite a bit. Um, the uh, 
apartment. Okay, I don't want to give too much away. But the backdrop, like the video itself, oh. may have a few improvements. Oh. <laughs> may have a few improvements down the road. In, in the near future. Near future. No, that's going to be awesome. I'm, no, we can't say we can, No, we're not, we're not going to mention anything, but the, the, just the video, what you guys are seeing right now, might get a little, imp- we'll get, a, we'll get a, an improvement. More decorations yep. I, I, is okay. what I'll say. Before we okay. actually get into yep. the podcast, we would like to shout out the comment of the week. Make sure if you're listening to this episode right now, follow us wherever you're listening. Come like the video on YouTube and also drop a comment because every single week we pick a comment and we shout you out as the comment of the week. We do, we do. Now this week, and actually has, as we have been doing for a couple weeks now, kind of been mixing it up with with, uh, with the YouTube comments and some, some really nice DMs that we've been getting. Um, on Instagram and some emails and stuff like that. So this particular comment of the week comes from Kevin Whittington from Instagram. Now, um, it's a, it's a relatively long message, but I'll, I'll just summarize. The first paragraph is wonderful. It's basically, I've been listening to your podcast on Spotify for a couple of weeks and have now caught up. I wanted to say that you guys are awesome and have reignited my interest in physics after nearly 40 years. 40 years. He's 58. He lives in England. So I'm assuming when he was just starting college, high school, he was really interested in it. And he studied somewhere, whatever. And basically, he's saying that he's really interested or got a little bit of that interest back because of the podcast. Thank you for your work and dedication and for reminding me how exciting physics can be. Thank you so, so much for your comment. Thank you, so Kevin. Nice. Wonderful comment. So we will nice. always, always love to hear things like that. That is our end goal, you know, to help instill the the love for physics that we have into other people. Uh-huh. Right? Now, basically. In other news, some news. Today we actually hit 14,000 followers on Spotify. Thank you to everybody who's been following us on Spotify once again. I feel like we say this every single week. Mm-hmm. Um we do. But yeah, 14,000. We do, you know, Google Play is doing well. Everywhere is doing well. Thank you so much to everybody on YouTube. Blah, blah, blah. We're up to... <laughs> YouTube is 1.879, like 8, or something like that. We're closer to 2 than we ever have been before. So that's really <laughs> nice. I mean, like we usually are. But like we're relatively close to 2 is what I'm trying to say. And it's some cool stuff. So yeah, just, I mean, continue liking, liking all always helps the algorithm, commenting always helps the algorithm. So you guys know, math, physics, nerds, algorithms help. Why not go help us out? All right. Yeah. So let's get into the studying tips and let me set the scene. Okay. It's the year 2019. Okay. That's very specific for us. When Ray and I started our first year. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you one thing. Okay. University is different than high school. And in high school, I did get away with a lot. You know, starting my, my studying sessions very late. Even, not even studying at all. I could get away with that in high school. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Unfortunate, well, maybe not. Un- it's not an unfortunate event. Not because unfortunate because studying actually yeah, does yeah, help yeah. you learn, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a little bit more necessary in university. So, I think the first tip, the first tip that I can give you, and that comes from my personal experience, is that as soon as you have anything to learn, just start 
studying it right away. If you're, if you're starting a unit in university, let's say you're doing limits in calculus and your prof says, these, these are the readings that you have to do before you come to class. Don't, don't just sit there and say, okay, I'll do it the day I have my class. I'll read, which is, you know, the reason I say this is because Rayhan and I did exactly the same thing. You have <laughs> to mention it. You have to we would, it. We'd literally wait until like 20 minutes before our calculus class. And we're like, oh no, we got to watch. We have a few videos to watch. We have yeah. to watch these pre-class videos. We have to do some, some readings. We'd watch them at like 2x speed, not understand a word of them, and then go to class and we'd be completely lost. So now if, if I could go back to first year, I would definitely, as soon as I have the chance to watch the pre-class lectures, pre-class videos, I would do them right away. That's so it. I actually, I actually remember this one boy in our class who had done the whole, so because our particular mathematics class had these pre-class lectures that were all available on YouTube. And I think we've mentioned this multiple times before for anyone really to go check it out. And one guy had done this whole pre-class thing on YouTube before coming in and he did really well in the course. He did really, really well in the course. I mean, we can talk about him later, but you, you definitely know him. But he did really well in the course, just showing you how that a little bit of knowledge before you actually learn the material just a good foundational understanding of because the readings the pre the lectures they don't just say it because it's work you know in high school when they give yeah. you work to do you're like oh it's just work it's just work you know they're just giving it to you because they need to give you something for you to pass the course but here i was a little loud but <clears throat> but but here in university they don't care like, if you don't read, you just don't learn the material. Because all of the material, most of the material, is in those, in those pre-class readings, in those lectures, in those things that a lot of the times they don't even do in lecture. So, yeah. because a big thing about high school is, hey, you can always have the teacher-to-student connection. Because there's 30 kids. That actually reminds me. Like, on a test, yeah. if, if like, uh, on a test in high school... Like, let's say you had a question that the teacher didn't teach. The students could literally complain and be yeah. like, hey, you didn't teach us. It doesn't go that way in, <laughs> in uni. In university, it's like you didn't. Uh, so you didn't teach it. No, you didn't learn it. Exactly. It was your job to learn the material. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether I mean, if it is a part of the field, then it will be on the test. Yep. You know, a lot of times. And, and as I was saying with that connection, that's really fundamental in a lot of classrooms. You have that student-teacher connection that's just not present in university. You know, that professor, you usually get office hours or, you know, what are they called in America? I'm assuming office hours is where it's so, called yeah. everywhere. You know, professor office hours, like times where you can kind of speak to the professor in a limited group. Those are chances where you can really understand particular material a little bit more. But in a, in a classroom, you're basically just listening. So going into the... So, so go, yeah, and, and taking notes. But, but like listening, understanding, taking notes. So going into it, already have read, you know, some of the stuff beforehand. Already read what you were going to do in the class beforehand. You're already like, okay, I just know it. I'm just revising it now. Yeah. You know, you're not learning it for the first time because a lot of times when you're learning it for the very first time and especially they're writing like a, a crap ton of notes on the board, you're like, oh my God, wait, I'm not understanding it, but you're still writing it down. Like, I'm not understanding anything, but I'm just writing it down. That's terrible. Yeah. 
That's terrible. And, and a quick application of, of what we just said is that come second year, I actually started studying for my calculus course during the summer and like copying all the notes down because they had them published online and just getting like used to the material before even the class started. But what I noticed is that when I actually went to the first class, I knew exactly what they were teaching and mm. I knew exactly how mm. to answer the questions mm. and I didn't have to take extra time even though I guess I took that extra time before starting the course but I didn't have to sit there and mm. wonder like oh I don't know how to do this I'm gonna have to go ask the prof I'm gonna have to get like clarifications I, I was already on top of the ball before the ball was even rolling Ooh. that's that's that's, nice. that's the the gist of this tip right here is mm. as soon as you have the chance to start learning just learn and this actually ties into like the second thing i actually wanted to say this first but i kind of forgot but here it is the best studying tip is to enjoy math and physics oh i mean that studying is. math and physics the best well, yeah tip studying math. studying math the best <laughs> well, yeah but tip to, is enjoy to enjoy whatever you're studying is the message yeah. you're trying to send but yeah 100 percent. because there's nothing worse than studying something you don't like that's okay all personal stories i know we're going off on tangents sometimes very close friend of mine in his fourth year of school and he's doing a medical track so there's a lot of money that he's going to be spending zero interest in doing it zero he's just like i just want to drop out but i'm just doing it because i'm already here and that's, I mean, even though he's like my such, I mean, I, I, I told him to his face, that's a terrible idea. Yep. I mean, if you're, because if one thing, if, I mean, if university has taught me one thing, I mean, multiple things it's taught me, but one of the things it has is that a big part of university is to teach you how to learn things, is also to teach you how to learn. Because a lot of knowledge nowadays is available on this vast site of the World Wide Web. Education is free. Education is lit. Now, where the education comes from, yeah, very questionable sources these days. But education is, in fact, free. If you choose the right sources, if you go to the right sites, you can find some really good education. Yep. You know? Yep, yep. So, at the end of the day, where the real question is, how do we make use of this education? Right? And that is where university comes in because university takes that edge, that knowledge that you already know. They're already like, okay, we're not going to just teach you things word for word. Now, I, I know there are a lot of programs in university that do this. Literally, it's just like textbook answer. Like it's, from the, like it's very boring. But I mean, I shouldn't say that for a lot of people that are in those courses. But in science, at least in math and physics in particular, it's a lot of application. So they're mainly just teaching you, not really the knowledge part, but they're mainly teaching you how to learn the knowledge. So when you're already, when you're reading it then, when you are assigned those pre-class readings, those after-class readings, and you're actually reading them, you can, you can move through. And for example, in quantum mechanics, in the beginning of our second year, the readings were a lot harder than at the end. I remember reading those or original readings. So easy. I, exactly, right? It was, it was for, so easy. For our exam review, yeah. when we were reading the original, they're like, we're like, this is so easy. We didn't even have to read it. Like, so easy. We, we started yeah. reading the first paragraph and we're like, why? Like All the math, like the direct <laughs> notation, all that stuff. We're like, yeah. this is so fundamental now. Like, what's the point? And that 
is the point of universe like you know going to class going to this and if like, you, that's the main purpose if you think about it for two seconds every class okay most classes have textbooks the textbook has all of the information that you need to pass that class right so why are you paying tuition to go to school you're paying for a professor and tas to help you learn the material right but it's actually like a like a like a double uno reverse because you're you're paying them to teach you but they're teaching you how to teach yourself yeah because yep. the real value the real value in paying professors to teach you how to teach yourself is that once you graduate you can pick up a textbook on a new topic let's say i don't take a topology course and then I graduate and I say, you know what? I want to learn topology. I can grab a textbook. And by the time that I graduate, I'll have so much experience in, you know, learning university math that I already know how to teach myself the content just by reading the textbook mm -hmm. and, you know, doing the exercises and taking notes, whatever. That, that, that's where the value comes from. Mm -hmm. Big value in just doing all of these exercises and another place where you can do a lot of these exercises is brilliant the sponsor of this episode so today this episode is sponsored by brilliant uh, as you guys know a very very popular online learning platform that basically teaches you everything we're, we're talking about you know fundament from the fundamentals of math and physics starting from algebra all the way up to calculus and multivariable calculus it goes step by step these days with teach and do teach and do so what you're basically doing is you're learning material and then you're practicing that same material and these days i believe in the last couple months they've really made some few improvements to their site they have cool interactive courses where the mathematics where all of the the algebra act you can you know there's a lot more interactivity with the actual courses so you know it just gives a little more friendly touch to the user at the end of the day, just improving the learning experience, right? You were asking ourselves, how do we learn math and physics? And we're talking about, well, popular sites, popular education sites to look at. Brilliant is one of them. Brilliant is doing it right. Yeah. And you know what? The first 200 of our listeners to click the link in the description or to go to brilliant.org slash MPP will get 20% off of their yearly premium oh. membership. So oh, for sure. go ahead and mm -hmm. do that. Very beneficial for, for Brilliant there. Continuing on, one other thing I would highly recommend in university that you don't see in any other high school or in any environment before this is something called tutorials, right? Not really a thing. So most classes, now not all classes, but most classes in university... <clears throat> And I, and I also believe this is outside of it as well. Like outside of Canada, this is not only a Canadian thing. This is everywhere because... I don't know if they're right, called tutorials. Probably not called tutorials. Maybe some call something else. But what I'm trying to say is every lecture has a kind of a separate section where you have a personalized time with one of the TAs, the teaching assistants of the class. And I believe almost all courses have... I mean, every single course has TAs. And the point of this whole rant is make use of those TAs. So teaching assistants in almost every class are kind of like prof um, semi-professors are a nice way to think about them. They're always your, uh, your, your higher 
upper years, upper year students, some studying already in a doctorate program, some just in higher year, year university. And at the end of the day, they've been through what you've already done. They have the knowledge that they want. <laughs> literally already done it. So the reason why you would want to gravitate towards these teaching assistants is because they've already done it. So if you ever have any doubts, any queries, so many times in university you get imposter syndrome where you're like, yo, is it only me? Is, is, you know, is this thought, is, is, there's no way everyone's confused. Believe me, most of the time, everybody is, everybody is confused. And that's what ends up happening. And that confusion, a lot of the times can be solved with just a little bit of help, just a question away, you know? So some people like are definitely more approachable in university because they're, they're also a lot more people. They treat you as adults. They're not treating you as children which is, a, well, I guess, one big difference if you're starting university soon. So, you know, there's, there, is a lot of, there is a lot of new things coming into university from high school, for sure. There's a difference in the style that they treat you, in the style that you're in class. I was appalled by the fact that you didn't have to ask to go to the washroom anymore. Like, that was... I, I, actually I didn't asked, find it so surprising. Really? No, and in one of my classes, I'm like, hey, can I go to the washroom? He's like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> like go home. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's really chill oh, yeah. of an environment is what university is like. Yeah. And uh, also one thing that is very, very, very important and fundamental, but I think like some people don't even do this is go to class. Like, please, please go to class. Please go to your tutorials and you don't have to go to your office hours because like, I remember last year i hard well it's not hardly i went to some of my office hours a lot more than in first year which i i didn't go at all but in second year i went to some office hours but that was because i had actual questions that i wanted to ask right you go to uh you go to class you don't understand something you just write it down you're doing um an assignment you have no idea how to start you write it down and then you go to office hours and you ask because believe it or not teachers are here to actually help you mm -hmm. succeed mm -hmm. right so if you have no idea how to start i feel like usually they they help they do that's my experience they say they say or actually one time i've had a i've had a professor tell me oh like don't come to me with that kind of question it's like okay <laughs> I just went to you go to the TAs and they'll help you or yeah. you go to you go to a friend. So there are definitely some extremes of professors. I mean, that 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 will always be there, you know, like those 10 years. They're like, yo, I don't give a, you know, so you'll 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 always find some of them everywhere. But at the end of the day, like they are trying to help you, you know, most of them at least. So do take advantage of those is basically the point of this whole thing, you know, going to class is in fact helpful because they do a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the important stuff about tests and about your upcoming things are actually discussed in class that you don't even, you don't even get on the side. And then you're like, wait, we, we did this. And they're like, yeah, it was kind of a side thing in class. I remember funny story. <laughs> this was a really funny story in our final of our mathematics exam. Um, there was a question where we had to linearly approximate something or or do something in one where that we had not that we had not learned in class but we had learned in a tutorial yeah i remember that now in first year i shouldn't be saying this but i i did not go to all of my tutorials 
Very sad, actually. Very sad. I went, I went to every single one of my tutorials, and I'd always tell Ray, like, wow, what a, what a great tutorial we just had. Yeah. We, we just did so, some fantastic There was work. this one question on this exam, on the final exam, that was basically discussed in this one tutorial that I happened to not be for. And I went. And I, I basically learned the hard way. You know how important it is and second year not i don't not a single one i missed you know i mean i couldn't because it's important regardless of how because sometimes you sit there you're like i'm not even learning anything no at the end of the day like your brain is still processing things you might not be actively but passively you're still learning you know so it's still a big part of just the whole experience going to these extra classes that they give you any time that they give you to learn learn you know, they're giving you extra time with the class. They're giving you extra time with the teacher, with the, with the assistants. Take it because that's just going to help. Also, if you don't take advantage of that, you're throwing money out of the window. Mm. You're like we, we are paying to go to school yep. to learn about physics and math. And they say, you know what? You can talk to the professors. You can talk to the TAs. You can come in for office hours. We, you know, we give you tutorials, we give you lectures. If you don't go to them and you don't actually talk to your professors and TAs, then you're, you're paying an institution to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's just common sense at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's common sense. It's common sense to some, but some people different mindsets you know but yeah definitely continue we 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 like this mindset where we definitely continue wanting to go to class <laughs> you know what i mean i don't think i don't think we have we have a thing where we want to skip that but another thing that uh w what about studying in groups what do you think about that studying do you advise that or do you advise against that because i know some people definitely recommend a group work session where you know brainstorming you're adding on top of each other but then there are also disadvantages to that you know like working by yourself truly makes you think about anything and you're not really getting any assistance from anyone well actually there's a quote and this Let's actually applies to like <clears throat> any aspect of your life when it comes to groups okay and so in this situation it's always be the dumbest person in the room why no i remember or always be you know the the that's not exactly the quote but i, but but I, I know it's, it's, I, it's I, not I, the it's quote yeah it's 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 sub it's pa paraphrasing the quote but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or sorry i think it's never be the smartest in the room that's what it is <laughs> yeah. like or like okay. never be the richest in the room never be the strongest in the room because if if you are the smartest person in the room you are you only have down <laughs> to go right mm. you, you're not you're not going to learn anything you're just going to be you're getting your resources taken from you so when it comes to groups go to class or you know online class or whatever and find the people who answer the teacher's questions and that you know are very very keen learners and go study with those people mm -hmm. because you have something to gain from those people. Mm -hmm. And also, if you are, I mean, obviously, if you're looking to make a study group and all that, obviously, you're also interested in learning. And so when you build your study group, you want to, 
you want to have like a roster of people who are all interested at the same level mm. in learning. I think that's the most fundamental thing that yeah. they're all equally interested, not in just doing, because that's the thing, not in just doing well in the course, because you'll find a lot, every single person will want to do well in the course. Yeah. So that's why finding a study group isn't hard. You can just find, Hey, you want to be in my study group? Anyone will say yes. Cause they're like, I want to do better. Yeah. Two people is probably better than one. So they'll agree. But what you want to find are not just the people who want to do better in the course, but who actually want to learn the course, you know, who actually are interested in the course itself. And a lot of times in class in online, you can tell that, you know, from these particular people. And when you surround yourself with people who you want to be, right, you, you want to be a better studier. So you surround with people, you surround yourself with people who are great studiers. Who, who do amazing on their exams. You become the sponge. You, you see their techniques close up, right? Mm -hmm. And you absorb all of, the, all of the little things that they do, and then suddenly you become that person. Well, I mean, that's not really your, like, relax. No, I'm not saying you become that yeah. person, but... Uh, you I gain, like, you know, yeah. Like but I, I forget the quote, or who said, who said the quote, but the quote goes, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, right? Mm. So think about who do you study with? Well, that's, that's who, you know, that's where you're aiming yourself towards. That's does a, that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Yeah. Because that's definitely a valid like, thought these days, especially with the whole group versus, versus individual thing. Especially because um, in particular, now I know the listeners love how much we talk about our problem sets. Really? Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's, it's sarcastic. Oh. Like, no, no, no one likes talking about like, problem sets. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we, uh, so, so problem sets are usually <laughs> nicknames. Now, this happens in, again, most universities, most classes probably have some versions of it. But problem sets, just, just assignments that are relatively difficult. You know, they just take time to do. And those kind of examples, too, are big questions. And they give you the choice to choose. You can do it individual. You can do it in a group. And a lot of times I've seen, I've heard in people doing it individually. And I'm like, huh, that's, it's really, it's much harder to do it that way, of course. But it's interesting to see why people would do that again, just so that they can fully immerse themselves in the learning experience. And even though they want to do it alone, those are the people that you want to team up with. 100%. You know, those are the people that you want to team up with. Those guys that want to do it alone. I know it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a paradox, but that's that's just how it is, right? The people who are interested are the people who are interesting. Yeah, that's a bar. Now, um, one thing that I'd like to transition to now is studying tips for final exams. Ooh, what do we do to study for our final exams, and how do we get good grades? I don't think we've actually ever mentioned like how are we actually smart. Like, you know I mean, what I mean? Okay. We never discussed this on the... And see, see, we're, we're not going to reveal our grades. I, I think it's, 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 it's a little smart bit... Smart these days is a term that I don't believe can really be defined. Yeah. Because these days, again, you can't define smart as knowledge. Because knowledge is just everywhere. You can't really define smart as grades because you have numerous counterexamples. So then how do you, you know what I mean? So it's not really a one 
path fits all. That's yeah. So that's why the best way to think about us or any people, again, who are interested in this kind of thing is, well, how passionate about, are these people or are you about this field that you're studying in? Like, even if you're not good, like in the beginning, and I've I'm, I'm mentioned this multiple times, I actually had a good year or two where I used to love physics, but hate math. So listen to that for a second. That doesn't even make sense anymore because they're so intertwined. But this is like, this is a long time ago, but I used to love physics and hate math. And that kind of, you know, connection can exist. So those kind of realizations when you grow older are something that also happens yeah. with, with increasing time but and stuff like that. I, I, I was just mentioning it because it's like, we're, we're talking about physics every single week on the podcast and now we're giving out study tips, but like, what, how do, how do the listeners know that we're even mm. like qualified to give out? But wow. anyways, I just wanted to, cause when we started talking about like studying for final exams, I, I wanted to be like, Oh, this is how I studied for my final exams. Cause I actually did well in my final exams. And so I feel like by sharing what I do, it will also help you guys do well in your final exams as well. And I don't even know, like I I've been doing this study technique like for as long as I can remember pretty much. So I don't even know what other people do. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, I want to do this fun thing. You, you go first, let me go next. Okay. We can actually talk about that because I think like, even though you can give out studying tips, man, like you can't really give out studying tips because at the end of the day, every single person learns differently. That's true. Cause it's not, again, it's not about the amount of knowledge. It's not the amount of pages. It's not the amount of readings. It's simply that everyone's brain just works differently. You learn things differently. It can be a, at a different rate. It can be at a different, well, pace and rate are the same thing, but like, you know what I mean, right? Like it can be in, at a different style even. Some people take notes. Some people do flashcards. I've never not once used it in my life, never. but some people do. Some people work amazing. I, I, I know people, yeah, sorry. I, I know people that swear by flashcards swear by them i mean in our particular field flashcards are useless very useless you know we have no memorized like n nothing like that at all but the point i'm trying to make is that everybody everybody learns differently but let's hear your way okay. and then maybe i can get into mine and so, let's see that so what i i've been doing this for i don't know how long but okay on a final exam they ask you any question about anything that you've learned throughout the entire year so my thought process was okay let me pull up the textbook or um like the the notes like let's say that you have like handouts mm -hmm. for example in our calculus course we had worksheets that had questions on them that some of them we do in class and some of them were left to just do at home what i would do is i would pull up a worksheet or like every single worksheet since the beginning of the year mm -hmm. which there was like hundreds of them and to study for the final exam, I would literally pick a random worksheet and a random question and do that question. Or, you know, I'd get the textbook and I'd flip to a random page in the textbook, pick a random question and do that question. And I would literally, that's all I would do for, you know, however long I have to study. Let's say, you know, um, I finish my dinner, I get ready to study, you know, until I go to bed. Let's say it's like two hours. For two hours straight, I'll just go to a random page, random question, and do it. And just keep doing as many random questions about literally anything. Because 
to me, the final exam is exactly that. You get hit with the most random mm. questions about anything. And so the best way to prepare your brain is to literally do that. And believe it or not, we had one exam. Uh, okay, last that was year. luck, bro. It was lucky. That was, no, it was very but, lucky. I mean, but the, that, but the, exactly. the fact that it's luck is the whole point that <laughs> exactly. this works. Is the whole is the whole point that this works. So, so yeah. one one advantage is yeah. that if your course is known to give out textbook problems for like midterms or finals, this There's is what a reason. This, this is what happened to me. There's a reason. So right before my exam started, I was still you know I was just bored. I was I was thinking, okay, let me just do some more questions, and then when when the exam starts, I'll just do those questions. And right before I did the exam, I was like, okay, I'll do one last question, and it was it was a pretty hard question, but I just I looked at it, I looked I, I worked through it, and I was like, okay. Then the exam started. Next thing you know, what was there like six long answer questions, something like that. One of the long answer questions was word for word the question that I just did right before the exam. So I was sitting there like, wow, I know exactly what to do for this question. Yeah, no, that was, that was interesting. Now, that's really lucky and also not considered cheating because I'm allowed to do textbook what questions. Question? Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying like, even though I've seen that question before, mm. I'm not cheating because I was just doing questions from the textbook. And so I knew exactly what to do, and I aced that question. So, boom, little studying tip for you guys. Mm -hmm. No, that's I don't know. That's definitely a nice way to do it. Like the random, the random question generator. I like that's that's something I usually do with with units. Like it's really interesting that you just do it with the whole thing. for final no, exams. Which is, which, is, which is interesting for final exams. I mean, no, that's no. So, so, so usually, okay. So now I guess we can transition. So usually. I, I guess I do it a little differently. I like to do it kind of in a more organizational basis, like with the units. Like there, there are mainly reasons for why they give particular units, especially in the order that they do, right? So I like to learn it in that same order. Now, again, just different ways of studying, right? So the way I like to do it now, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I love to teach, just teach stuff. Um, teach stuff, obviously stuff like, like, like this, obviously stuff I'm interested in. Like even with my friends, like I'll just go off on rants on just talking about some interesting things, but not teaching, teaching would probably be the wrong word, but you know, that, that particular mindset is what I was getting to. So what I like to do is with every particular unit, I will teach myself the unit basically. So if let's say it's okay, I mean, I'm I mean, this can really be thought, thought about for anything. So in math and particular things like that, especially with proofs, it gets a little bit more difficult because it does depend on very, like it's very specifically based on questions. That's more like practice. Like you just need a lot of practice to get good. But I'm talking about like mainly physics courses, stuff like that. What I mainly used to do now, I know like there have been a, f a few courses where I've skipped down on it recently, but recently in the second year, I have got back into it. And this year, I'm definitely going to go back straight into it. I love to just teach myself the whole thing. So I'm basically just explaining, my, explaining to myself all the different key points. I'm looking through the definitions and I'm just, I'm, I'm not looking at the definition itself. I'm just looking at the word, the key phrase, and I'm, I'm teaching myself that. And the best thing about teaching is when you teach, you, is, 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 in my opinion, is when you have the most amount of questions. Like if you can teach something, you truly know it. 
So if you don't truly know it and you're teaching it, you'll ask yourself questions to truly know it. And that all, I mean, that always happens. That's always how it starts. You know, I, I, I teach myself and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And then I go and then I read and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So after I do the whole teaching thing, then I do kind of the random, I mean, the random question generator is a really nice way to study. But again, I kind of specialize it on just units. So like I'll start with one, I'll just be like, okay, this one, let's start, let's do this. This one, let's go, let's go. So that is actually a really helpful tip and I'm actually probably gonna use it too just for the whole final exam randomly out of the book. It works. Definitely sounds like a good one. But again, how I like to start it is usually I like to give myself a quick lesson and because that really gets me to ask myself questions. Because a lot of times with the professors remember they've taught the same material or similar material for the last some people like 10 20 years you know so for them it's like just regurgitating the same thing over and over even though it is different classes different questions it's basically the same material and everyone doesn't learn different everyone doesn't learn the same especially with 200 people in a class right so a lot of the times when the professor or when the ta is explaining even though, yes, you can't ask your questions, you don't truly understand it like you were teaching it. You know, that's why when you teach it is when, you're, when you truly are like, oh my, I have all these questions that just pop into my head. Because when you're teaching, you're going to want to explain everything. And when you don't know everything is when you're going to want to learn. And I think that whole process is a really nice way just, just to get your mind rolling, number one. You know, it gives yourself a good workout, a mental workout. You know, just giving, giving yourself a quick lesson, teaching yourself and asking yourself questions. And then at the end of the day, it also helps you just learn the material itself. Because if you can be in the teacher's position, what, what do you have to worry about for the final exam? You, you are the teacher. You now. are the teacher, right? So there are a lot of advantages in, in, to do this particular, in this particular yeah. way. Right? Um, another thing I wanted to mention now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in general, something that has helped me immensely is having an agenda and writing down every single day what it is you have to do, what it is you have to study for, what you have to you know, do for your problem sets, when your problem sets are due, um, just everything. Mm-hmm. Write everything down so that... When you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what you have to do. You know exactly how to delegate your time. And uh, everything will run smoothly from there. I think if you wake up and you, you're not organized, you have no idea what you're going to do that day. You know that you have to study, but you don't know what how you're going to do it. It delays everything. But if you wake up and you know exactly what you need to do, mm-hmm. boom. No time is wasted. And... You just study successfully, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, no, making making those <laughs> making those prearranged agendas and prearranged schedule definitely definitely helps because again, it just it just gives you a little more confidence in your day. Because a lot of the times when you wake up, especially with school, you're like, oh, I have so much to do, but what do I do? That's that's exactly. that's, that's the classic because you have like five courses. Every one of them probably has some kind of work that you have to do on them. And then you have something something or something else due that week. 
Yeah. Right. So you're always you're just like there's just so much stuff in your head that you're just like I don't know how to sort it out. Mm. That is where the scheduler. That's where the agenda comes in. The most beautiful piece of advice. Let's hear it. Everybody procrastinates. Everybody does. Every single person. And when you're in uni, that can be detrimental mm. to your grades. Because as Ray just said, you wake up one day and you say, oh my God, mm. I have so many things to do today. So many deadlines. I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's an amazing piece of advice. And we've been in a similar Okay, let's be honest. In that situation. Many times. (laughs) And we have learned not to ever be in that situation ever again. Sometimes it's unavoidable. But here's the the advice. Let's hear the advice. And I abide by this. It's just start. That's nice. That's That's nice advice. That's it. That's the advice. If you don't know what to do. Literally pick the first thing that comes to mind. Let's say you have something to do in math, quantum, thermal, classical mechanics. You have all these problem sets. (coughs) Sorry. Let's say the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, I have to do my math. Okay. Whip out the math and start the math. And guess what? If you don't know what to do or maybe you're bored, then just switch. Go to the next one. Because the way you make progress... It's not by sitting there and wondering, ah, oh, what should I start studying now? You said one word that I want to talk about. Bored. You can't be bored when you're in university. Let me tell you why. I don't know. No, no, no. Let me, let me, <laughs> no, let me, go ahead. Let me explain yeah, no, myself. Free time or like, a, like the lazy weeks. Very valuable. Even more valuable. Wow. The most valuable weeks because now obviously this does depend on your program, depends on the severity, depends on how crazy it is. But when you have those, those really empty weeks, no assignments, nothing really coming up, there's a reason because two weeks from then, everything is going to be piled on you. Exactly. So in those two weeks, the reason I said you can't be bored is, I mean, obviously being bored is actually good for you. But what I actually meant by saying that is... If you are bored, stop being bored and start doing some work. You know, even if, like, as you very, as you very, very rightfully said, anything that you have to do, just, just start. Just start it. If, let's say, and the best, the best way to organize, in my opinion, is just by due date. Due date and difficulty. That's also a big one. Difficulty is definitely a big one to take into consideration with problem sets and stuff like that, depending on the course. But due date and difficulty are the two major things that should basically tell you what to prioritize. And when you have that, just start literally. Don't even think about it. Something that also accompanies that, you know, the just start movement (laughs) is don't think of it as like, oh, I just have to start. And then do like an hour straight. Start and do for five minutes. That's it. After five minutes, if you don't want to keep going, then stop. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, most people have heard this before. If you start for five minutes, you'll get to the end of the five minutes and you'll just naturally want to continue because you've just begun the process. And that is the hardest part is just to begin. Mm-hmm. If you tell yourself five minutes, what's five minutes? Exactly. You just open your notes. You start reading. You start studying. 
five minutes later, you'll be like, okay, well, I'm already here. I'm already, my eyes are already reading the words on the page. Why would I stop here? Mm -hmm. I, I have to study for this. I'm already doing it. Let's just continue. That's how you beat procrastination. The five minute rule. Mm -hmm. No, start, start small is definitely a good, a good tip because a lot of people, especially getting into university, do tend to get very overwhelmed with the, with the amount of work. Because it's not only the amount of work that changes, it's also the, the treatment of the work. Because a lot of the times, again, they don't really care about anything. Like, you submitted it late because something, we don't care, you submitted it late. So a lot of, a lot of teachers, a lot of professors are like that. Now, yeah, there are some examples, there are some counterexamples where they do have accessibility and stuff like that for certain extreme scenarios. But in general it's it's a lot more up to you kind of thing. Like if you don't finish it, they're not going to be on you. Hey, hand in your homework, hand in your homework, hand in your homework. No, they're not. You don't hand it in, you don't hand it in. Like you get a lot more freedom, but it's a lot more responsibility as well. You know, which is a nice, nice tactic, which is something that we learned in a very, like I really love that responsibility because it taught me how to be responsible, really. Wow. I mean, I think that's the that best because 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 in high school, you're you're never really you, you don't have these many things put on your shoulder because this is all you on high school. You have your parents nagging you every day. Do your homework. Do your exam. You know, da, 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 da. you have your teachers. Literally, teachers are a big reason for why you motivate yourself. But in university, again, they're not really motivating you. They're just helping you learn. They're just those gurus that are just helping you grow your mind what your mind grows into is all up to you because you don't have to be there you Not really you really don't have to be in that seat taking notes right there, right now so why do they care whether you're here whether you're in a different classroom or whether you're just at home they're there to teach the people who want to be taught and if you don't care then you know why should they mm -hmm. and in in all of this caring argument too, it's all about why you are studying anything at the end of the day would be not, again, just to pass that exam, just to know that exam material, but would be to understand it. Reading to understand is a very different way of reading, in my opinion. You know, like when you read like a book or you read a text, you're like, okay, like, you learn some cool things. But when you read to understand something, especially like, quantum books or like any physics books especially textbooks like when you're actually trying to understand the material when it is a little hefty it definitely hits a lot a lot heavier right which is why which is why it's so crucial to understand that material before before anything really like if it like rather than just learning it or just knowing the material you want to understand it which is that point hundo right um, I don't think they're, I think, I think that's pretty much I it to those, be honest. Th those are most of the tips. Those um, are, those are some good tips. There's one thing I, I want to know. You, you already mentioned like do those yet. Yeah, always do those example, pro like the problems, the examples, they're there for a reason. When they say, like when the teacher says, go home and do this. Just do it. Literally just do it. It is. There's a reason. First year, never. Not once did we ever do this. 
I don't think said, so. Go home, finish these problems on the map. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Never, not once. No, never. Not once. And we did it for our second year. How much did that help? When we were actually doing... Now, yes, granted, we did them closer to the exams and stuff. We were kind of focusing towards there. But that's a different way of studying, too. But we were working on every single one of the problems that the teacher had told us to do on the side. You know, which is... There's a reason they give you those problems. And how many of those did we see on the exam? There's a good how amount. How many of those did we see on the exam? There's a good amount. And it's, you know, they're never the exact same. No, of, of course, of course. But the, they give you the, yeah. the very clear idea on what to do. Yeah. So. so those example, those side problems, all those things to do that the teachers just give you the extra credit, extra work. It's there for a reason. And if it's, even if it's extra credit, at least attempt it. You know, it, it'll oh, it, I mean, there's, there's nothing you, you can't, it, there's, it's, sorry, there's nothing bad if you don't do it. All you'll do yeah. is learn, oh crap, I don't know how to do this. And then you're going to ask a question and then you're going to learn more. On a problem set, every time there's an extra credit problem, what I would do is I would just work on it until I didn't feel like working on it anymore. And I just submitted what I had. Mm. And some of the time, like I didn't even finish the problem and they would just give me full marks just because I tried it. Cause most people don't try it. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> just, just attempting it. Yeah. They just leave it blank. And then if you just try something, you just write something, the TAs know it's not like, it's not for actual marks. It's just for extra marks. They see that you tried, they see that you wrote something. Worst case scenario, your grade doesn't change. Yeah. Worst case, hmm. best case, it goes up. So mm. you, you really have nothing to lose there. Yeah, no, no, they definitely help. But also just, I mean, I was just talking in the sense for your understanding. No, oh, yeah. It helps a lot just because, again, those are usually harder questions. Usually the extra credit is a little more bonus, a little more difficult. So it gives you a little more thought. And in almost every course, you can see it helping you out. Right. So definitely do those. Um, I think those are basically all the tips that we had in yeah. mind. I can't think of anything specific, but hopefully this helped the people, the the guys that are coming into university this year. I know university just just started a couple days ago for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So very exciting week. Hopefully this video helps. So if you, if, I mean, if you guys know any other friends who are also starting in a science field this year, why don't you share that video, share wow. that podcast? You know, uh, just, that was a beautiful mention, right? And while you're there, please do not forget. Please remember to follow wherever you're listening. Yeah. Come to YouTube, leave a like, also subscribe. Yeah, also not? leave a comment because of the comment of the week. Now, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments below. I know it's been a long time since we've answered comments. I answered like a hundred comments today. Okay. Because we had to we, we, we had to catch up. <laughs> we we will be trying our very hardest to answer emails and comments. Mm-hmm. No, we, okay, every time we say this, we do try our hardest. It's just that, especially with school starting up now with everything, I mean, you've already seen the desk has changed in the last two videos. The whole setup has changed. This whole place is new, for God's sakes, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with us personally and with school. So there's just, just a lot of things we have to plan out, really. So just a lot of things to do on the side. So a lot of times we see the emails, we're like, okay, we're going to dedicate time to reply to them. Yep. But that time, just it just we never just, comes. We just forget. 
it's, it just never comes because there's just so many extra other things to do. But we yeah. will definitely get to them. So don't get, get discouraged from sending it at all because we will definitely reply just when is the question. So yeah, we can't if answer. you enjoyed this episode, leave like, you know, everything else to do now. This has actually been episode number 78 of the Math and Physics Podcast. And I am your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we will see you soon. Bye, guys.